Welcome to the OCO Show of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development Podcasts. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guest today is Aki Arima. She's from the University of Bremen, Germany. She published an article entitled Serizing, Disembedding and Reembedding Resources Mobilization in Refugee Entrepreneurship. It has been published in the volume 34, numbers 3 and 4 of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development, a journal edited by Tiller and Francis. Aki, welcome to our podcast. Thank you very much for this opportunity to share my research. It's a great pleasure to be here. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper, why have you decided to address this particular topic, and what is the question you aim to answer with this paper? Yeah, thank you. So, um, well, to talk about the origin of my paper, I would like to start with my background. Um, so since 2013, I have been researching uh, migrant and diaspora entrepreneurship because I found it fascinating to examine migrants and diasporans as unique entrepreneurial agents. One reason is, of course, I'm migrant myself, so I come, I came from Japan and I've, I've been living in Germany for um, nearly 15 years. And, you know, that migration is such an emotional process that can change a fundamental part of your life. So I wanted to understand how migration experiences and backgrounds can influence individuals' entrepreneurial experiences. So it was, in this regard, a kind of natural transition for me to expand my research field from general migrant entrepreneurship to refugee entrepreneurship in the mid-2010s when Europe experienced a recent refugee crisis. And what I saw was um, that I saw some people um, starting their businesses um, in Germany and in other European countries, despite all the difficulties. So um, there are some aspects that sparked my interest, and particularly um, what the literature says, but also what we saw is that refugees are actually quite distinctive entrepreneurial agents compared to migrants. Um, for instance, challenges, uh, they face a significant um, loss of resources. And uh, one reason for significant loss of resources is um, the unplanability of the migration path. Um, that the well, you you can look at the current situation of Ukraine. That the people sometimes um, decide over one night uh, to to leave their home country. So in this case, you just grab the things that are essential for survival. But in such cases, you perhaps don't think about bringing all the necessary things um, like certificates of your bachelor's degree or something that prove your vocational experiences. So this can lead to a lot, uh, you know, loss of uh, um, resources. And another reason um, for a loss of uh, resources is the disconnectedness to home country and that forced displacement all of the sudden cuts um, their connection to home country. So they don't have access or they have extremely limited access to resources in the home country. And the second things um, that make them different from my, uh, migrants is the um, high degree of liability of newness, which is also the case for migrants. But in the case of refugees, they often don't know where, where the, their journey ends. So they can't really prepare for living in a particular country. So when upon the arrival, they are not able to speak the language. They are not familiar with the institutional environment and so on. 
And in, on the top of that, they have um, higher degree of uncertainty because they don't know how many years they're going to stay there and how the situation in the home country will change in the next years. And finally, they also have um, an issue with emotional disturbance that, that they have been going through um, extremely traumatic exp um, situations, um, such as losing home, family, and all the things that had that they thought to establish in their entire lives are all of a sudden gone. So, but despite all these challenges, some really managed to start business and demonstrating significant resilience. So this was something that sparked my interest and wanted to understand how do they manage to stand up in such a circumstance and start the things from scratch in the new environment. So it was the original motivations. It was not the research question, um, but uh, while having this, you know, initial question in my mind, I went back to the literature, uh, primarily in the field of refugee entrepreneurship and the embeddedness as a theoretical lens. And uh, when I look at literature on refugee entrepreneurship, um, this literature is is rapidly growing. Um, has been rapidly growing in the last few years. Um, and this is really nice to see because when you look at literature in 2000, published in 2010, you don't very find any publications on refugee entrepreneurship. Some did research on it, but uh, under the umbrella of migrants or migrant entrepreneurship, they didn't really distinguish them as uh, entrepreneurial agents. So the literature um, t told me a lot of a lot of lot about refugee entrepreneurship. On the one hand, um, they, there were many studies um, investigating the challenges. So they crystallized the challenges that refugees face, such as a lack of social networks, labor market disadvantages, and legislative barriers as um, impediments that refugees encounter in the host country. On the other hand, the entrepreneurial potential of refugees has been also highlighted. Um, for instance, the entrepreneurial resilience or how they refugees mobilize resources or construct unique opportunities. So the literature was quite helpful to understand challenges and opportunity, but they tend to treat them being out there. So they say that disadvantages are out there and the, um, they also talk about agency, so um, the, about their entrepreneurial capacity, but the interplay between structure and agency um, was not well examined at that time. So, um, but the interplay uh, between structure and agencies is highly dynamic in the case of refugees because refugees find themselves in a dynamic transition process um, where the forced displacement cuts the connection to home countries while urging them to build new ties in, in, in a new environment. So it, I thought that it's um, quite meaningful to examine um, the mutually constitutive nature between agency and structure um, from the embeddedness perspective. So that was the, the reason why I went to the literature on, on embeddedness and particularly the construct of mixed embeddedness uh, was quite useful for me to understand refugee entrepreneurship. And this is a um, well-known concept actually for those who um, uh, are doing research on migrant entrepreneurship. Um, it has been the, one of the most frequently applied concepts uh, for migrant entrepreneurship research. And it's a really great concept um, to examine how migrants are simultaneously embedded in 
um, different multiple contexts, um, such as ethnic community or the mainstream economy of the, the host country. However, this concept has been also criticized for its kind of structural deterministic nature and its dichotomous divisions between structure and agency. So what was what characterized this approach um, was based on the literature review. They tend to or the concept tend to look at entrepreneurial opportunities as structure without fully considering agency in, in resource mobilization. And one reason is um, that the, one of the, the concept constituting mix embedness is uh, the concept called opportunity structure, um, focusing on how entrepreneurs access to uh, or talking about access to opportunities and not about agency constructing entrepreneurial opportunity as the term already suggests opportunity structure. So uh, the conventional approach of mix embedness um, was a bit more about the stable state rather than the dynamic process. So this, there I saw a chance to extend the theory. So based on the these literature gaps that, that I, I identified, and also looking at the situation of refugees um, coming to uh, Europe, coming to Germany, um, starting their own ventures. Um, I developed two research questions. Um, one is how does the embedding process influence refugees' access to resources in their entrepreneurial activities? And the second question is how individual and environmental factors influence this process. What are the main contributions of your paper? So the Thank you very much for the questions. Um, so I, with this research, I, I'm, I'm trying to contribute to the two streams of the literature. One is refugee entrepreneurship and the other one is embedness. So to the literature on, on refugee entrepreneurship, the, um, as I said, the literature has predominantly treated obstacles as kind of being out there. So they're emphasizing either structural components or revealing the unique entrepreneurial agency. So it's pretty much focusing on agency. And by using um, the concept of embedness as a kind of lens to allow dynamic analysis, um, the, I wanted to examine the interactions between refugee individuals and the multiple contexts in which they are embedded. And actually, perhaps the applying the um, mixed embedness construct is not surprising for scholars who are familiar with uh, migrant entrepreneurship because it has been really a popular uh, theoretical construct. But uh, I, with this research, I kind of tried to bring the dynamic perspectives into the analysis and uh, theorize this embedding from the original context and re-embedding in new context um, as, um, as the processes um, of, of um, processes that refugees go through and how these processes influence their resource mobilization practices. And the contribution to the literature on embedness in general or mixed embedness specifically is um, one thing that 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 is unique about my the findings is the cognitive process. So um, the my research um, revealed that the disembedding and re-embedding processes do not immediately change refugees' resource composition. Uh, instead, these processes require kind of cognitive process on the part of entrepreneurial agents um, to become aware 
um, that they lost actually resources or uh, they sometimes reinterpret the value of their resources by building a new emotional connections, emotional relationship with their home countries. So let me give you some examples. Um, for instance, some refugees um, didn't realize when they arrived in the home, home host country uh, that they actually lost um, certain resources. For instance, we had the case of um, a person who used to be a goldsmith. Um, he has been working as goldsmith for decades. And then he came to Germany and realized that he actually need to go through vocational training and apprenticeship um, for several years um, so that to, to work as uh, a goldsmith in Germany. And this, um, in this case, he, he realized um, it, that he actually lost the variable resources or at least temporarily that he cannot use these resources um, that he had before. But the, there was also some positive things. Um, so um, some, in some cases, um, well, many refugees had actually um, invaluable entrepreneurial experiences back in the home country. And they had knowledge about their own culture and market and industry. And which this knowledge uh, were something that they took for granted. So they, they didn't really think that this is actually quite valuable in, 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 the, in the host country. But it turns out to it turns out that the, these resources actually have a very unique value in, in German or in European market that can be integrated into um, body creation processes. So um, the cognitive process was one thing that um, that I'm contributing to um, the literature on mix and betterness. The second thing is a uh, multi-level construct that um, the findings revealed that disembedding and re-embedding occur at different but interrelated uh, levels, like structural level, relational level, and cognitive level. So what the findings of this paper suggest is um, refugees are not submissive to their embeddedness at the structural level. Um, rather, they are able to make sense of the transformation of their connections in or to their home and host countries um, and its influence on their resource composition. So what I found out is that at the relational level, refugees on, or refugee entrepreneurs can proactively act upon developing new ties and at individual level, they can redefine their emotional connection to their home countries. And these um, changes, these activities um, are in turn influencing their embeddedness at the structure level. And finally, like, uh, well, I was, I was wishing, I wished that to make a, a contribution by extending the concept of mixed embeddedness, um, especially um, the concept of mixed embeddedness has primarily seen opportunity as a structure. And with this study, I tried to challenge the conventional static and deterministic approach of mixed embeddedness and theorize this disembedding and re-embedding of refugee entrepreneurship as dynamic processes. And what I want to argue here is um, disembedding and re-embeddings are not um, exclusively applicable to refugee entrepreneurship, but it's actually applicable to other contexts because we all are certain to a certain degree uh, embedded in multiple contexts. It doesn't have to be in home and host country, but uh, we are embedded in a family context and work context and in, in some people's case, religious context and so on. So um, if you quit a job or if you move to an, an, a new location, if you start a new job, 
start to go to the university, all these, you know, changes in your life um, means this embedding and re-embedding um, processes. So um, in, in a sense, the, this embedding and re-embedding are a helpful construct to understand individuals in dynamic transition phase. What was for you the main theoretical or maybe methodological challenge or challenges in addressing such a question? So methodologically, um, data collection with um, respondents who find themselves in ongoing traumatic processes uh, was definitely a challenge. And especially in, in the case of refugee entrepreneurs, um, they have experienced many traumatic experiences, and then they are now in the process of rebuilding their lives in a totally new environment, which can also cause a lot of stress. And uh, well, it, like how to deal with their emotional disturbance was a big issue in data collection, um, because people lost family, home, friends, you know, asset and everything that they had built before. And, um, but at the same time, emotional dimension is uh, extremely important to understand this embedding and re-embedding processes. So um, it was very difficult um, for me to kind of set the, the limit um, to what extent we can really step into um, their traumatic experience. Um, and it is very difficult to, to define this this limit. Like for instance, I had the one interview with a Syrian refugee entrepreneur who was really open-minded, and he was funny, like making a lot of jokes. And he has uh, his whole family is now living in Germany. Um, and he told me that, well, you can ask me anything; I can answer you. Um, but when I asked him about the journey to to Germany, and he was talking about the, the the trip I mean ship uh, from Turkey to to Europe um, and then he said that I was about to lose my daughters and at this moment he he couldn't continue his sentence and he was just trying to smile and uh, stood up and then he said like you know like um well can we make a short break and then I need to smoke and I realized okay well this question really was causing or kind of stimulating his traumatic experience and. This is something what we are not supposed to do. Um, so this was definitely a challenge. And uh, uh, as for the theoretical challenge, uh, theorization was definitely a, a big uh, challenge for me. Um, developing sufficiently complex uh, but parsimonious theoretical construct based on analysis. And to be honest, uh, in the original submission, the model that I developed was too descriptive and did not capture the most unique part of the, the findings um, and the things that I wanted to examine. So the editors and the reviewers critically, but also super constructively pointed out this issue. But then I encountered another challenge that actually I want to deal with too many dimensions. Um, well, the, there's it's about dual, dual, dual nature, multiple nature of um, the context where it, entrepreneurs are simultaneously embedded and it's about multi-level construct structure relational cognitive level and it's about time dimension so if um, you want to consider all of these things then it would be too too complex your theoretical model will be exploding so reviewers and editors inspire me a lot re um, regarding uh, where to put analytical accent and where I, so overall i was really grateful uh, for having engaging 
editors and reviewers believing believing in my papers and inspire me a lot. Especially, I was a single author, so it was really nice to have have um, them and enjoy the co-development process of the paper. During your research journey, what was your biggest surprise or the most counterintuitive result? Yeah, um, well, I, read, I was already explaining that part, but the, the most surprising uh, finding was uh, probably the, the cognitive process part that, um, well, the, the entrepreneurs need to first kind of digest their experiences and to reinterpret their connection to host country and home country. And in this process, they kind of rediscovered the value um, of their resources that they had before and they're building now. So this um, this multi-level construct um, was something that was, was surprising for me. What are the main implications of your work for entrepreneurs, managers, practitioners, policymakers? Yeah, so the thank you for the question. So for policymakers, um, I have some implications um, because policymakers are in the position to mitigate the loss of resources attributing to home country disinvestment. They can, for instance, recognize or translate the formal qualifications acquired by refugees in their home countries. And if the refugees can successfully transfer um, formal qualification to the new context, then this can really um, reduce damaging and dis dispiriting loss of their human capital. They can also consider offering credit and target at refugee entrepreneurs because nearly every refugee entrepreneur is having a problem with the financial capital. And uh, um, they can really provide even a small amount of money. Um, this would be definitely helpful for refugees to, to rebuild their resources in a new, new location. And for refugee entrepreneurs, um, the, again, related to the cognitive process, but um, the findings actually suggested that reanalyzing the value of the resources is a key to, to um, for key for the successful um, resource mobilization. So it would be really helpful to be realistic about the value of um, their home country resources, but also creative to find uh, new resources or find uh, different meanings. Uh, of the resources that they had before. And some resources may have significantly lower value in the new environment, but also some, some resources that they think useless may be quite useful in, in the new environment. So, um, and, and yeah, these things, um, these, these resources, for instance, um, their knowledge about their home country market uh, or culture, these things are uh, something that they can use to create unique entrepreneurial value. And in this regard, I think refugee support institutions, particularly refugee business incubators, for instance, can help them analyze the value of their resources. I've been talking to many refugee support institutions, but I don't know any institution who is um, explicitly addressing this, this part. They talk much about business plan, or how to write the financial plan. And these things are very important, but uh, but just you know, facilitating opportunity for refugees to reinterpret their resources uh, would be also quite helpful. 
Thanks a lot, Aki, for participating to our show and presenting your paper entitled Serizing, Disembedding and Reembedding Resource Mobilization in Refugee Entrepreneurship. All our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship-ird.com and on the main podcast platforms.